Hey, special education teachers. In today's episode, I will be wrapping up part three of the series IEP 101, Understanding the Pages of an IEP. But before we get into it, I want to go ahead and read this week's review. It's entitled Awesome Podcast from Lee 808. It says, this is an invaluable resource for new teachers. Easy listening, yet informative to help me navigate the complicated but rewarding career. So excited for the next episodes. Thank you so much, Lee 808. I really, really appreciate your kind words and encouragement. If you would like me to go ahead and read a review, go ahead and leave a quick one over on Apple Podcasts. It only takes 30 seconds. That would be awesome. Go ahead and go into Apple Podcasts, search for my show, scroll all the way down until you see the words, write a written review in purple. In purple, that's the link. Go ahead and click on that and hit that five-star review and just leave a real quick one. I would really, really appreciate it. All right. All right. Let's get into the show. Hey, special ed teachers. Welcome to Stepping into Special Education. Are you confused with writing IEPs? Need a system to track data? Are you up late Googling strategies for behavior management? Do you wake up with huge goals only to feel that you're not doing enough? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too teach special ed in a low socioeconomic community. I too wanted more connection with my special needs families. I wanted help with IEP meetings and needed more training with behaviors. And I kept asking myself, am I even doing a good job? Until I finally found the right strategies and support. In this podcast, you will find guidance with IEPs, behavior strategies, and SPED support so that you will know you've made an impact. So grab your iced coffee, clipboard, and your favorite pen. It is time to get things started. Today's episode will be wrapping up a three-part series, IEP 101, Part 3, Understanding the Pages of an IEP. If you haven't yet, make sure to go ahead and listen to episode 28, Part 1 of the series, and then episode 30, Part 2 of the series. I'll be sure to go ahead and link that in the show notes as well. But for today's episode of Understanding the Pages of an IEP, I will be doing an overview of the last common pages used and pages that may not be used as often, depending on the IEP. So these pages are number one, IEP at a glance, number two, ESY eligibility, number three, prior written notice, number four, specific learning disability patterns of strengths and weaknesses form. Number five, assessment plan. And number six, behavior intervention plan, a BIP or also known as a behavior support plan or BSP. I wanted to start the series due to many of you letting me know that you would like to hear more about IEPs. So I felt the foundation of understanding it all would be the most beneficial. Most importantly, I know you all have heard my story. At the very beginning of my career, 14 years ago, I felt like I didn't receive the proper training and the one-on-one support I needed being a brand new special ed teacher going into the career. I was put into a room with more than 75 people with three instructors giving an overview of this legal document that now I would be solely responsible for. 
It's like, what? Really? That was all the IEP training I received. When it was time to write my first IEP, my gracious, more experienced classmate gave me her time and was on the phone with me for hours, showing step-by-step how to write each page. I owe her so much, and I hope she knows how much I appreciate her to this day. So I want to make sure that you all are getting the proper foundation and are more equipped than I was to understanding the function of each IEP page. So let's get into it. All right. I do want to always make sure I put in a quick disclaimer. I am not a legal professional, just a teacher like you. And completely, this is completely based on my own experience. I come from teaching in a mild, moderate elementary school setting. And if you have any legal or certain questions, please reach out to your school admin or special ed department. So to begin, I like to give another definition of an IEP. An IEP is also known as your student's individualized education plan. It is a legal document for students who have an eligibility that is impeding the child's learning that require special education services. An IEP is formed by the student's parents and or guardians and other district personnel that know the child best. This document needs to be updated at an annual IEP to follow up on the child's progress and also every three years at the student's triannual IEP to get re-evaluated to see if the child still requires special education services. All right, so here we go. IEP 101 Part 3 understanding the pages of an IEP. For the first IEP page is IEP at a glance. This page is a summary of the entire IEP. It's already generated for you, which is great. It includes the student demographic information, IEP dates that are really important, like the annual IEP and then the next triannual, the eligibility of the student, all of their IEP goals, the statewide assessment accommodations, the classroom accommodations, any behavior goals, if if any is included in there, and then the services of what the student will be receiving. As an RSP teacher, this document is great to give to gen ed teachers after an IEP or at the beginning of the school year. I also use this IEP at a glance for my students' data binders. If you don't know about my student data binders, check out episode 11, where I talk about four simple organizational tools, and also episode 12, where I talk about classroom systems to organize all that paperwork. So page number one is IEP at a glance. For IEP 101, part three, understanding the pages of an IEP, the next page is the ESY eligibility form also known as Extended School Year Eligibility Form. These pages will help determine if a student needs ESY or not. This will show if the student has shown any regression in any of their IEP goals during an extended year break. It will also ask questions if the student has lost any previous skills that have been taught to them as well as can the student retain what they have learned without ESY. So for page number two is the ESY eligibility page. 
For the next pages, these aren't used all the time and may require the help of your SPED department. Maybe you need help from your program coordinator, the program specialist, and or the psychologist. So for IEP 101 Part 3, Understanding the Pages of an IEP, the next page is number three, the prior written notice. This notice is presented to the parent if the district would like to initiate or refuse an educational placement, evaluation, identification, or providing a free and appropriate public education. The form describes the purpose of the notice, the actions proposed, the reasons behind it, or if the actions are refused, and the reasons for refusal. So for page number three is the prior written notice. For IEP 101, part three, understanding the pages of an IEP, the next page is page number four, the specific learning disability, patterns of strengths and weaknesses page. After an initial or a three-year evaluation assessment has been done, the psychologist uses this form to determine if a student meets the eligibility of having a specific learning disability. It describes what area the student meets the eligibility. Is it in basic reading skills, math calculation, reading comprehension? And then it describes the specific processing disorder the student has. Could it be sensory motor skills, auditory processing, visual processing? or is it attention? There's also another section where a student cannot be identified as having an SLD if there may be another factor. For instance, does a student have an intellectually disabled disadvantage, limited English proficiency, or maybe a lack of appropriate instruction in math or reading? Signing this form is the agreement from the IEP team that they agree with the conclusions of the findings of what the psychologist has determined. Either yes, the student is eligible or they are not for SLD or specific learning disability. So for page number four is the specific learning disability patterns of strengths and weaknesses. For IEP 101, understanding the pages of an IEP, IEP page number five is the assessment plan. This is given to a parent after their child has been referred for testing. This form is used where a parent informs the IEP team if they give permission or does not give permission to the team to begin assessment. This can be in the area of testing the academics, intellectual development, occupational therapy, speech therapy assessment, social emotional behavior, or even a health screening. After the parent signs and dates for permission to assess, as soon as the team receives this form signed, testing can finally begin for the student. So for page number five is the assessment plan. IEP 101, part three, understanding the pages of an IEP. For page number six is a behavior intervention plan, also known as a BIP. Or I've also heard in some districts that they call this the Behavior Support Plan, or in short, BSP. So it, when you hear the acronyms BIP or BSP, it's pretty much the same thing. This form is created if a student's behavior is impeding their own or others' learning. Depending on the student's behavior, you can create a behavior goal in the goals page. But a BIP could be in need 
due to the a functional behavior assessment, a social emotional assessment, or something else. But always, always be sure to check with your SPED department when a BIP or BSP should be created. This form is typically needed depending on how often the behavior is occurring and how intense. Again, check with your SPED department for further advice. This form has you describe the behavior, how often it's happening, the intensity of it, also describing the antecedents or the triggers of the behavior, also why the behavior occurs. Is it a sensory issue, escape, attention, or is it tangible? Also, what the student should do to replace this behavior, and also what is what will be the responses of the behavior from the staff. So for page number six is a behavior intervention plan. This episode is definitely short and sweet, but I hope it gives you a better understanding of the pages of an IEP. So to recap, IEP 101, part three, understanding the pages of an IEP. Number one is an IEP at a glance. Number two, ESY eligibility. Number three, prior written notice. Number four, specific learning disability, patterns of strengths and weaknesses. Number five, an assessment plan. And number six, a behavior intervention plan, or also known as a behavior support plan. This is the last part of the series, IEP 101, understanding the pages of an IEP. So if you have any questions about any of the pages, please ask me or other community members in our free private Facebook group at www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash stepping into special ed. And also if you could just take 30 seconds to go and leave me a quick review, that would be amazing. It's also the best way to let me know if you're enjoying the show. So all you need to do is just go ahead and log into Apple Podcasts, search for my show, scroll all the way down until you see the words in purple, leave a written review. Go ahead and click on the link, hit that five-star review, and just go ahead and type a quick one for me. That would be amazing. (laughs) All right, my friends, I'll check with you next week in another episode of Stepping Into Special Education. Take care and have a great week. Hey, before you leave, if you felt this show taught you something and got you one step closer to where you want to be, please leave me a quick review and follow this podcast. It is the best thing you can do to keep the show going. Also, be sure to join my free Facebook group. You'll be able to connect with me and get support from fellow educators just like you. Remember that you do make a difference and that there's always that one student that can't wait to see you every single day. Till next time, my friend, take care.